Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined by the owner of IHWE Vengeance, David Fuller. How are you doing this evening, David? I'm doing all right. I'm over here in the States and Texas, and you're over in the UK. Thank you for having me. It's late where you are, so I appreciate you being up so late to uh, talk to me. I've done late, sir. Uh, Richard Holiday, I did at one o'clock in the morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'd be asleep right now. I wouldn't want to talk to anybody. So I mean, you're a real trooper. <laughs> yeah, so welcome back. It's been about three years since we last spoke i think yeah yeah late yeah. 17 early 18 yeah yeah th- thank you for having me oh god yeah yeah <laughs> so how have you been so uh good just uh you know being a dad and trying to stay healthy and which uh you know i didn't think would be this hard this year uh but uh you know it, it's it's been a struggle but uh, we're staying healthy, and hopefully you are as well. Uh, this isn't just affecting us; this is affecting everyone across the world. So it's uh yeah, we're back. Uh, we're back in a local lockdown where I yeah, live. that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I ha- I'm sorry to hear that. I we should be honestly, we should be, but you know, and we're Americans, so you know, we don't always do the smart thing. So <laughs> so how did they? Hopefully that'll change soon enough. <laughs> How did the global pandemic like affect wrestling in Texas? Is it... Uh, it shut it down. Uh, there's been a few shows running. Um, uh, you know, I was personally planning. I was personally planning to um, do a retirement show this year in yeah. October. I was planning on it. Uh, my the last two shows that I did or I was involved with or I promoted. Or I had anything to do with were in 2017, and neither one of them was a rousing success. So I needed to step away, and uh, you know, I lo- I just lo- I lost my dad back in January. And, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I, I don't think I allowed myself a lot of time to grieve. I just went back to running shows because that's just what I knew, and I was like, oh, I'll see everybody, and it'll keep me busy, and you know, it's just not. It's, you know, business should be business. And if you're dealing with something else, you need to go deal with that. This is business. Mm. You know, mm. people are relying on you to, the fans are relying on you to put on a show that they're going to put money down for. The talent is relying on you to do your part as a promoter to make sure that they get what they came for. So, I mean, I and I wasn't a hundred percent in promoting and Normally I'm a promoting machine. I mean, normally I don't stop. I just go, 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 go. Ago, but I was a mess. I was an emotional mess. So I had no oh, business. Man. I had no business really promoting anything. No. Um, so I had to, I just stepped away and, um, you know, I helped out. Um, I've been training still. I've got some students that I trained. So I've been training them on the low key and helping them, guiding them. But uh, I always wanted to come back and do one more big, I wanted to go out my way, but I had to rebuild some bricks. And I've done that. And, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm and I had to I had to grieve and I had to get through that process. And I have. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm on the upswing of that now and everything's just trying to look more positive. So now I think I, now's the opportunity. Now, if this pandemic will just get out of the way, I can start planning this. But yeah, I, at the beginning of the year, I was like, OK, October. We're going to, in the spring, we're going to announce one more show in October. And then, oh, by the way, there's this virus and yeah, the whole world's about to stop. So, yeah, that's going to that's gonna have to go on the shelf for a while. Oh. <laughs> so I am waiting. I am waiting on the pandemic uh, before I plan anything. But I, I'm doing, I'm getting ready to, I, I, I'm preparing to get ready to roll with this thing as soon as I can. Yeah, because I was going to ask, because during our interview three years ago, you said you wanted to have like one last heel run as either a manager or as a wrestler. So 
Um, I, you know, I, 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 I think, I, I think, I think that time has come and gone. Mm. You know, I, I just want to run one more big show, and I want to do something for the territory. I want to get back to the territory, and I want to give my students. I want to get back to the territory that that made me and gave me so many great memories. I've been doing this for twenty two years. Wow. And I'm, I started when I was 16. I'm 39 years old. I'll be 40 by the time uh, the show happens. Uh, you know, but more than likely by the time the show happens next uh, summer, you know, is, is what we're probably looking at. I'll be 40. I'm well, 40 next year as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's time, <laughs> it's, it's time to move on. You know, it's time to move on and do something else. Now, I'll always be contributing in some form or fashion because I love the business. I love it, and it, it it's brought me so much. I want to continue to contribute. Now, that'll be training or just, you know, whatever anybody needs me to do, uh, I'll do it. You know, uh, I'm usually in touch with Ring of Honor when they come down here. I'm usually in touch with MLW when they come down here. Just kind of local coordination. They just kind of reach out and yeah. whatever I can help with, I help with. And, I mean, that's really smart to reach out to the local regional promoters when you're a big touring promotion. WWE, obviously doesn't have to do that AEW obviously doesn't have to do that they have enough resources and enough uh you know enough people they can just go to an area and they're set but uh MLW and Ring of Honor reached out in the past when they come down here and, and that's always cool and, and TNA has done as well uh so you know uh, you, you know you just never you, you kind of just never know and then I'm I'm writing a book about my life uh, Keith yeah. Elliott Greenberg your yeah. guest a couple of weeks ago he wrote this fabulous book inside the indie wrestling revolution he interviewed me for it I had no idea uh talking to Keith uh, when we talk we talk for three hours yeah and when we first talked yeah. Mike Johnson put me on to him I'm gonna be on Mike's show tomorrow um Mike turned me on to him he said talk to Keith and I knew who Keith was because I used to read his articles in the magazines and he's a New York Times best-selling author. Yes. So I mean, yes. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very intimidated talking to him. But I said, man, here's my story. If you want to hear it, and he just listened, and we talked for three hours, and I was like, okay, he'll want to hear about Necro and Cornet, and that'll be about it. My name might be mentioned once in the book, and that'll be it. Turns out. There's like two pages. Oh wow! Yeah, there's like, and it's my, it's my story. And I mean, I mean, I, there's, I got, I got a quote. Uh, Joey Janela has a quote, and then I have a quote right for Joey Janela, which is really cool. And then there's a, and then he talks about the Friday Champions, and he talks about how I broke into the business and how I started it. And it's like two, almost three pages. And I had no idea. Out of all the people he, you know, could have talked about and did talk about in that book, there's little of me. Uh, you know, in my story. And, uh, you know, I just was, I was blown away when I got my copy. I was like, the ECW press sent me a copy and I was reading it. And I was like, wow, this is, I had no idea. I just, I thought I'd be a footnote. And sure enough, you know, he put my story in there and I was like, wow. And now me and Keith have become pretty close. And uh, he's actually, you know, we're, we're going to try to do it. And we talk about this later in the show. We're going to try to do an IHW con, a virtual con. Oh, wow. Because that's the thing. That's, that's the thing these days is because that's all anybody can do without you know anybody worried about getting sick is you know just sitting your like I'm like what we're doing right now you know but virtually on a video yeah, sure, yeah. so we're so we're, we're trying to put this together and I thought it'd be a great way to reintroduce ourselves to the wrestling community because we've been uh, dormant uh, dogment for so uh, dormant for so long not dogment dormant dormant for so long we got to reintroduce ourselves to the community and that made putting up old matches on YouTube old photos on our social media also a virtual con with these panels and so i'm bugging necro butcher i'm bugging rodney mack and bugging jazz i'm asking keith ellie greenberg to host a panel i'm in the process of doing that right now hopefully for december wow, uh, but, uh, keith, keith, yeah keith's gonna keith's gonna be involved and keith's actually gonna try to come down for the last show so yeah. it's going to actually try to physically be there. So me and Keith have actually become buds over this. So, I mean, that's, that's always, when you can make a friend, especially somebody like him, that, that's always cool. Yeah. So it's Keith Elliott Greenberg's Too Sweet Inside the Indie Wrestling Revolution. So it does sound like a really fun book. This chronicles the growth of indie wrestling and looks at like viable alternatives to for fans who are a bit disillusioned with WWE. So, it's, uh, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, it talks about AEW. Um, I mean, it, 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 
Amanda talks about Vince buying capital capital wrestling from his father. Yeah. It, it, it goes into the last 50 or 60 years of the business. And it talks about little guys like me. And it talks about John Thorne and AIW. And uh, it, he, he just talks about so many people that you would expect. You There's a lot of people you would expect to be in a book like this. Mm-hmm. And there's people you would not expect. I'm one of the guys you would not expect to be in a book like this. So... <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> so I'm very grateful, Keith. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm extremely grateful for you doing that. So as you mentioned, being involved with um, the Too Sweet book, you've got the book to write your own story, then. Um, yes. Well, I've been planning on this for a few years because yeah. I've always been told my story resonates because uh, um, uh, I. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I was, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a big kid. I wasn't into sports. I was very introverted in school. I was, I was terrified. I was terrified of talking like in front of the class. Like anytime I had to present something to the class, I would get this anxiety and I was absolutely petrified. Like what I'm doing with you right now, I couldn't have done 20 years. I, I excuse me. I couldn't have done 25 years ago. No. I couldn't have done this. I, I couldn't have done it. I'd been scared to death. And then one day, um, a series of events happened. My mom passed when I was 15. And then I I really got into Steve Austin's character because yeah. I thought, he is a badass. But I grew up, I started watching him when he started down here in Dallas. He started here. And so I had watched him from here to WCW. ECW to WWE's top big star in the business. But I mean, his character, like, and I don't know, I don't know if he, I, I told Keith, I said, if you ever talk to Steve, please tell him what he did for me because, you know, I was lost and I was, I was, I was on antidepressants. I was seeing a psychiatrist. I was seeing counselors. No one knew what to do with me. But this character of Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of broke me out of my shell. And then uh, me and my two buddies started wrestling in his backyard. And we were like, well, we don't want to, uh, we can emulate what we see on TV, but what, what if we do our own thing? Well, okay. What's cool right now? ECW is cool. Well, what's better than ECW? Insane hardcore wrestling sounds cool. Well, of course it does to a bunch of stupid teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we were like, okay, we'll be IHW. And that's how it started. So then at the same time, I met Johnny Valentine, Greg's father, at a little at a local gym here in Fort Worth. He's running a wrestling school, and uh, he had a ring. All I ever wanted to do was get in the ring. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to get in the ring and be Steve Austin. But, uh, you know, I had to get his permission, but he saw something in me. He I, he just he said, he said, I don't know. He said, I don't think you have the body for a wrestler, but I think you might make a decent promoter just because – you know how to talk, so I'll, I'll train you. And then, we, you know, I, I only did a few sessions with him, and then, you know, he ended up – the school moved, and then his health deteriorated. And then I kind of got thrown into this. I kind of just got thrown in um, to this, and I really wasn't expecting it. I, I thought I'd promote, maybe do a little bit. I wanted to wrestle. It always <laughs> been my dream, but I, I was five 510 pounds. I mean, you, nowadays, that's – uh, that's not that that's pretty uncommon yeah i'm sorry that's pretty common i'm sorry that's common these days you know you you know the marco stunts of the world and you know those guys they're all over the place now but back in the late 90s there was only a handful of guys like that down here in texas there certainly wasn't anybody like that on television ray mysterio might have been the only guy him and hoovy might have been the only t- and you know, Mikey Whipwreck when he first started, those might have been the only three guys on a national television show that were that size. Everybody else was, you know, so, I mean, I, from day one, I had to bring something to the table. So mm. uh, I, I put myself out there once. I decided I was going to start a group with the cruiserweights and we were going to call us the revolution. Now, this was three months before Shane Douglas started the revolution in WCW. Mm-hmm. I only had copyrighted it. If I only had the business sense, I could have sued WCW and got some of that WCW money. Everybody <laughs> talks about. Everybody talks about WCW money. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, so I put myself out there during the IHW show, and man, it's on YouTube. Um, I'll send it to you. I'm terrified. 
but I'm doing the, I know I got to do this promo. I know I yeah. got to do it. And I did it. And I got fans yelling at me, cussing at me. And, but I did it and I got through it. And I was like, okay. And then I just started working on my promos and that's what got me bookings was the fact I could talk because I would get in cars with Necro Butcher and Red Dog and Jeff as and they just drive me places and they said listen we don't know if you'll get we don't know if you'll get on the show tonight and we don't know if you'll number one there's no guarantee you're getting on the show number two there's no guarantee you're getting paid okay whatever i'll just jump in the car that's what that's what you did back in the that that's what you did Mm -hmm. it was called paying your dues i know it's kind of frowned upon now and and i get it i get the argument i wouldn't want a talent driving out i would hate for a talent to drive all the way from wherever and get injured and not have any money in their pocket i would that would make me feel bad as a promoter so we try not to allow that but at the time that's what was told to me was done yeah oh but these promoters would uh they would make me a manager and necro butcher would drag me around with him he said be my manager tonight and he said, I don't have to talk. You talk for me. And it was really good for Necro because Necro didn't need to talk because he was a Necro butcher. He had face paint. He didn't need to talk. So I could talk for him. And then I was, uh, you know, it, me and him talk about that all the time. He said, oh, you were great. Heats were great. I'd go down to Austin, Texas, and I would talk for him. And I'd take one bump at the end of the night and get my money. And, you know, and I just kind of manifested itself into uh, – I did everything, man. I, I showed up. I refereed. I sold gimmicks. I put the ring up. I did security. I did ring announcing. I did play-by-play. Every job associated with our business, I did it. Yeah. So I learned it all, all real early. So like, and and, and that was that was beneficial to me because now I can train anybody at a show to do anything. You know, if I, you know, I, I can train like when I, when I, um, when I audition play by play guys, they audition with me. Yeah. You know, because I know what, I know what I want and they audition with me. I don't do the headset thing. I don't talk to them in their headsets. I just have to go out there and do the thing. But if I think they're good enough from the get go, I'll go ahead and send them out there. So, I mean, it really prepared me, but at the time, man, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was a freaking junior in high school. Oh, wow. yeah yeah high school during the week and then on the weekends i was up and down the roads every major city in texas and even the towns that no one knows about in texas every weekend while i was in high school for about three years so so is this like 16 to 19 then you're still teenager the whole time yeah 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 Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) and running a backyard show up in fort worth uh, also, so did you, but yeah. so when, when you got into wrestling, was it always you wanted to do a hardcore style, or did you? Uh, that was what was in, man. Style? It was yeah. That was that that that's what was in, and I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't grasping the te- I wasn't grasping the technical. I wasn't grasping the technical. Uh, I, you know, I could do the technical stuff, but uh, I wasn't grasping the technical, you know, stuff. So I mean, I I could do an arm bar, I could do a headlock. <laughs> but I really wasn't uh, a technical guy. I, but, uh, but that's what 9899, that's what people wanted to see. They wanted to see barbed wire and chairs and blood. And, and for a while I wouldn't do the blood. I was, uh, I was scared. I wouldn't do it. And uh, finally I did it. And uh, I was taught, I said, I brought a guy, I brought a veteran up and I said, Hey, teach me how to, uh, how to get color. Mm-hmm. And it, they taught me. Oh wow! And so, so, and, and you know, like today, I, I today I would do it in a heartbeat because I, I know what to do and I know how to contain it. And uh, but uh, I, I was terrified because I was like, number one, it's gonna hurt. Okay, you guys, you guys are full of it. It hurts. <laughs> you're, I know what you're doing. That hurts. <laughs> I get a paper cut and it hurts. And you're asking me to what? <laughs> so I mean, number one, it hurts. Number two, there's, I don't want, I, I, you know, you go through life. It, one of the things that, you know, you go through life being told, don't bleed. You're not supposed to bleed, but I'm being told I'm supposed to bleed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, that's what the fans wanted to see. So unfortunately, and I, I, I don't, I do not condone it now. And I would, I don't allow it on my shows. Uh, full force chair shots to the head. Oh, yeah. Uh, no hands, 
if you put up your hands, you were going to get your ass kicked when you walk back. I had grown men telling me, go out there and take it like a man. You want to be in our business? Go out there and take it like a man. And Necro Butcher knocked me out with a chair shot once. Knocked me unconscious. Wow. And I mean, and, I, and, and you know, he, he hugged me afterwards when I came to. And he said, that was your task, kid. But that's the way it was then. It was the Wild West. It was, so, I mean, we just, you did what you did to have to, but like, you know, nowadays, I will not allow it. I won't allow, oh my God, if somebody ever did that on my show, they would have an unexpected guest in the ring. Mm. It would be me. So uh, I don't allow it because uh, I don't know. I think I'm okay. Um, I, I, I got hit in the head a lot when I started. And I didn't care because, I mean, I was like, oh, well, you know, who's going to know about con- concussion therapy and who's going to know about that stuff in 20 years? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. my head will be fine. My head's hard. It'll be fine. I don't need my brain for anything. Yeah. So uh, me and the guys talk about it all the time. Like, we're morons. You know that, right? You know, we're idiots, right? You know that, right? And they're like, yeah, we're idiots. I'm like, okay, as long as we're in agreement. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, that's what the fans wanted though that's what they saw on television that was the attitude era i'll say even the the main events of wwe at the time it was more it was not very technical wrestling it was, it was brawling and yeah weapons and... yeah yeah you had mick foley taking like 15 chair shots uh, you know in the head of the rock while handcuffed and then you had ecw doing their thing so i mean well, the rock, rock and stone cold they 90 percent of the move set was kicks and punches yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean that 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 unfortunately unfortunately at the time that's where we were with society. Yeah. You know, yeah, Jerry Springer on television and all his show was was fights. So I mean that's just where we were at the time. So uh, now we've gotten a lot. We've gotten back down to I think a lot more. I, I think we've gotten back to a more very athletic um, form of wrestling, and that's what I like. I like the athletics. We can entertain. And there are ways of doing it without disrespecting the business. We can entertain, but for the most part, let's let's focus on the athleticism. And uh, and we've got some great athletes down here in Texas, and we've got some great athletes across the United States, and we've got some great athletes now, thanks to uh, WWE United Kingdom, we've been exposed to all these great athletes over in Europe and United Kingdom, and so on. Walter is one of my. Oh, Walter's brilliant. Walter is my God, Walter. They could bring, they could put the whole company on Walter's back tomorrow, and I think they'd be fine. Like, I want to see, like, Drew McIntyre's a great, you know, Ireland, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre, that guy, man, he was, you know, that guy went from just a guy, got fired, went to the Indies, got, got massive. That guy's a walking, (laughs) he's a walking mountain. He looks good. He's got long hair. He's a good-looking man. He's got biceps and pectorals, and he's just a big freaking man. And he's young that as well. He's only his early 30s. 35, 35 years old. Yeah, I think I looked it up, 35. 35, so, I mean, that's yeah. Not, yeah. it's not bad at all. So, I mean, that's the guy that you need, you know, him and guys like Walter. And, uh, Walter, uh, Walter's got a Walter – Walter looks like the guy at the end of the bar – that no one messes with. Like yes, that's what Walter, he, do, he doesn't really have a body, but he's tall, but he can go, man. He's, these, these, the uh, takeover shows, he's going 40 minutes with uh, these oh, it's, guys. It's been smashed against uh, Tyler Bates last year. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my God. I, you know, I didn't see it live, but I heard so much about it. I wanted to rewatch it. And I was like, Oh my God. And it was believable. And, and at first you're thinking Tyler Bates and Walter, that match should not last longer than two minutes, but they made it believable. And I'm like, man, Walter, I never got Walter until he, I, I'd heard things about Walter, but I never hmm. got him until I watched him do a full match on a takeover. And I was like, okay, I get it now. I get the hype behind Walter. So he's phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. So he's awesome. Yeah, and, and below, and below um, NXT UK, the talents in the UK is just amazing. Yeah. I yeah. Wait, you, I, I mean, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate. I think Trent Seven looks like complete crap, but <laughs> he's uh, he, uh, like William Regal said. William Regal used to say he had the uh, he had the body of a badly made bed, and I think Trent Seven has the exact same body. I think William Regal has a better body now than Trent Seven does. So uh, I think but, if they bring him up to the main roster, he'll be a great manager for Dunn and 
side yeah, of Vince. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And they got Drake Maverick there as well. And he's really found his spot. You know, oh, I'm, he, I'm, lo- I'm loving him and Killian Day. And also, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Killian Dane's great. Uh, you know, somebody tweeted about it the other day, and I retweeted it, and it got some uh, – we all we need wrestlers of different shapes, sizes, uh, nationalities, ethnicities. Mm. We need all of it. We need we need it. It needs to be diverse. We need a little bit of everything. We need big guys. We need fit guys. We need thick guys. We need jacked up guys. We need little guys. We need uh, we need everything. It's diversity. It's a big variety show, and, and that's what everybody wants. Somebody wants, uh, you know, some everybody wants something different. It's a variety show, so just you know, let's not focus on, you know, it's not the '80s. We don't need we don't. Everybody doesn't have to be a Hogan or a Savage or a Warrior. You know, we can, we'll be all right. You know, it, guys, I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, Kevin Owens, he can go out there and have a 30 minute match with anybody and he wears basketball shorts and a shirt. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and, you know, so, I mean, I'm good with that. So I, I think, every, I think everything's fine wrestling wise. I think everything's fine. Um, I, I think the WWE is, is making the right moves. I think AEW is, is, uh, is doing all right. I wish AEW would, uh, I wish AEW would push some different people. Um, you, Joey Janela is a genius. You know, give him a give him a shot. Uh, top program. Orange Cassidy. I don't get Orange Cassidy. I I know he's over. I, you know, so I'll I'll get that. Mm. Uh, but you know, guys like um, um, Jack Perry. Yeah. You know, Luke, Luke Perry's son. I mean, my God, there's that that story writes itself. I mean, I know he's not very big. But I mean, still though, that that story writes itself. One of the biggest stars in Hollywood, and that's his son, and his dad just passed away about a year or so ago, or two years ago. That story writes itself. He's a good-looking kid. He's young. Um, Sammy Guevara, you know, just did that thing with Matt Hardy. They've got a lot of talent, so I just hope let's not just let's yeah. not just focus yeah. let's not just focus on all these guys that we signed right away. And made them EVPs so we could keep them away from WWE. Let you sign some other guys too. Why don't you, you know? Yeah, they don't want to go down the WCW route where you just right. focus, focus on the elite. Right. And don't make exactly. any new stars underneath. Yes. So. Yes. And and sign every WWE. You know, they've signed FTR. They've they've got so many managers. They're just, you know, but they, uh, you know, as long as you're getting ratings, they'll be fine. Yeah. You know, as long as as long as they're getting ratings, they'll be fine. As long as they get as long as they get TV contracts, they'll be fine. As long as people buy on their pay-per-views, they'll be fine. So I mean, the, the there's you know there's there's an audience out there for it, so they'll be fine. You know, but uh, I think it'll be interesting how the independents um it'll be interesting how the independents bounce back from uh, uh from the pandemic. I think they need to be smart about it. I like I said, me personally, I won't run a show right now. I will yeah, not. Do it. Yeah, my my local promotion were meant to have shows at the end of October. They've had to cancel. Yeah, I won't shows, do it. So. We just, uh, I know, I know the collective just happened this past weekend, and I know there's reports coming out of there. Of uh, I won't confirm or deny what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm just hearing different things. So uh, there's the promotions are running around here uh i me personally i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything bad about anybody running i know it's money uh, i know it and it's easy for a guy who hasn't run a show in three years to sit here and say this but i will not run a show right now i was planning on running my last show this year and now i have to put it off i already had a date i had a building i didn't lose any money uh thank god but uh, i was planning on running a show i was planning on running in 2020 because i here's here was my thing i ran a show in 2000 mm-hmm. i ran a show in 2010 i was gonna run my last show in 2020 so you see i was i was gonna run a show in you know those three you know i don't i think i don't think it's three different decades but i mean it is well okay sure then it's, sure it's, you know yeah so i mean yeah so three different de- so that was my thing now i gotta wait to 2021 but well, i mean this, um, if it's 2021 it'll be definitely three decades when it i think well that's true 2000s that's 2010s to 2020s yeah it's- yeah so you know so i mean i've run a so i mean that's that's 30 years so was your last show- been around for 
40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, was, was your last show? <laughs> so I guess the, I started uh, when I was 10. Some, somebody's birthday bash, wasn't it? My last... Uh, my last show was technically Jeremy Jeremy's birthday bash. Yeah, yeah Jeremy's birthday bash. And it was for uh, my, per, my 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 partner. Yeah, my partner was uh, Jeremy Jeremy Snyder, who's the co-owner of Making Towns Wrestling out of Tennessee. Uh, he went on to do Making Towns Wrestling, and they had a slew of successful shows, uh, mostly women's tournaments, and those did very well. Uh, this show here um, that he did, um, it was a very good, like, in the ring, it was great. Like, he had Danny Burke was, Danny Burke and Chip Day was the main event. Mm -hmm. I got to spend all day with Danny Burke. Great guy. Love him. It's just, he's great. Just all around great. Um, the guy, he, uh, guy you want to see the dark alley. Dark alley. <laughs> no, no, no. Like he, you know, he, he looks like a guy who can handle himself, but he took the, he took the time. He worked with my students. You know, he got in the ring and worked with my students. He didn't have to do that. So, I mean, it always impresses me when guys, you know, I got to work, I got Sue Young got brought in. Uh, so it's a very good show, and uh, Kikataru got brought in. Oh, wow. So it was it was a very good show in the ring, just for whatever reason. I don't know if it was because it was December and a week before Christmas. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe the lack of promotion. Maybe on my end, because Jeremy was out there busting his chops. But uh, and you know, and I apologize, to Jeremy. If I if I let you down, Jeremy, I told him that, and he said, ah, you know, it's okay. He said the show did fine. That was all him. It was his show. He booked it. I just put the IW machine behind it. And uh, you know, try to promote it and get our fans to come out and see it. Just they're just the 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 turnout that I was looking for wasn't there. You know, so you gotta, you know, and I really don't know why, but um, it was a good show. Like in the ring, the show was extremely good. The in ring action was extremely good. So um, that was three years ago. So been a long time, but I've uh, I've been watching. I watch a lot of uh, reality wrestling out of Houston, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, Booker T produces the best television the best wrestlers the best everything out of texas uh reality wrestling so if you if you like texas wrestling watch reality wrestling row out of houston uh booker's just got the best he's got the best school the best promotion the best equipment booker's got it out of houston so uh yeah they're on there uh, uh, they're on youtube they're, I think they're yeah they got youtube they're yeah. on fight they have free they have free shows on fight yeah that's probably why so yeah yeah so they're free on fight so but uh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna do this and um you know we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try to finish my book and maybe the book can coincide with the show but uh the main thing what we're what we're working on right now is ihw econ and we're looking at this december because we're going to try to start in january slowly uploading matches uh, that we haven't released on youtube for free with uh <laughs> Lance Archer and uh, Danny Burke and uh, just, you know, matches that maybe people have never seen and now to reintroduce our brand and that way people can get excited again. And uh, we're also going to try to do this last show that I do. I'm going to try to make it to where it'll be a live pay-per-view that people can order from all over the world and watch it live. Wow. Cool. But that is a big undertaking. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I've never done. I've never done, you know, I've, I've, done everything else uh pray to champions when the nwa show we did a few years ago uh we put on fight tv a month after uh <laughs> they wanted us to do it live and i was terrified i was like oh what if it you know there's so many problems that could happen so many things could go wrong and i i would have a live show going on during wrestlemania week and i would also wow. have to be dealing with this this technical chicanery so no no we're not doing it live we'll tape it we'll send it to you in a month and it did fairly well it did fairly well it, it, it did fairly well i i got a check from fight I, oh, sorry about that uh i gotta i gotta uh, shut up computer i gotta check from fight i gotta check from fight about 90 days later so i made a little bit of money off of it uh video on demand wise so some people bought it even a month after but uh, i really want to do a live pay-per-view like i really want to do it live and and I really showcase what we've got down here in Texas because we've got some phenomenal people down here in Texas. And uh, most people don't know unless you see them on MLW 
or, um, you know, Ember Moon, I think, was one of the last big people to come out of Texas. Everybody knows Lance Archer, and he's on AEW. But you've seen Dante Smiley and Flago Del Sol on AEW Dark. They're both from uh, – Flago's actually from Oklahoma, but he wrestles a lot down here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Dante Smiley's a Texas guy. Uh, Barrett Brown, uh, my uh, sw- I love Barrett. I know he's my sworn enemy, but I love, I absolutely love him. He's working for New Japan, the U, the U.S. shows right now. Oh wow! Uh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, we've really got some very talented people down here. It's just uh, we need to get the. So I want to do a live pay per view, and uh, you know, so guys like you can watch, and uh, do a live pay per view, and then um, you know. That way, people, everybody can see what we've got down here in Texas, and then maybe something good will come out of that. That way, I can ride off into the sunset, and maybe some of these uh, bigger promotions outside of Texas will start booking some more of these Texas people. So that's what I want. So that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd like to do it. I, I think it can be done, uh, considering everything we've done. I think it can be done. People put on pay per views every weekend now, so it can't be that hard. <laughs> Uh, I just need to find the right people. So I'm, I'm going to look into it and uh, I, I really want to do it. I really do. So it's not so much, uh, you know, it, it, and, it, and there's more money in it and, but there, it's going to cost more to do. So, I mean, you know, you got to outweigh the cost versus the reward. So mm. I'm not really worried about that. I just want people to be able to order this and watch it from all over the world. Yeah. There's so many platforms you can put it on these days. You will yeah. get an audience. So. Yeah, 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 I think so too. And they get to see all these Texas talents and, you know, to me, I think that's the reward right there is so many of these talents, these Texas talents that have maybe have never had that opportunity to wrestle on a, on a, on a, on a pay-per-view or something like this. Well, they would get that opportunity and maybe they get seen and noticed by somebody, by some big promotion and they get called down. You know, you never know. You never know who's watching. So, you know, you put it out there and you put on the best product that you can. And yeah, but uh, this IHW Con is going to be virtual panels with Hall of Famers, special guests, current stars, former stars. We're looking at December. We'll be making announcements. Just follow the IHWE social media pages. Uh, buy Keith's book, Too Sweet, Inside the Indie Wrestling Revolution. I told Keith every time I did an interview, I plug his book. Yes. <laughs> and, so uh, Keith Elliott Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author, Too Sweet, Inside the Indie Wrestling Revolution. It's a fantastic book. I'm not saying it because I'm biased. I'm saying it because it's the truth. It's a really, really cool book. And uh, I'm very happy for Keith. And uh, I look forward to hopefully meeting him next year. Hopefully we do this uh, when we do the show, he can come down and cover it. So. What's up, y'all? This is the one and only Chocolate Thunder Willie Mac. And you're listening to Broke but Glorious. Hey, yeah. All right, so this will be my last question. So as, we, as you're retiring, I thought a great way to sh- showcase your career would be to come up with a fancy card using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, booked on your shows. So if I give you a match type, if you tell me who you're putting that match, also the people yeah. you've worked with. So, yeah. All right, so, yeah, cool. So who would be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Um, it doesn't have to be one of them. You can approach many, many people as you want in any match. So it's your card. Uh, probably... <laughs> Um, uh, granted, uh, now, now the opening match, that's the match that gets the crowd hype. Yes. That's the, that's the match that gets the crowd going. So it's a very important match. I was taught that early on. I always thought the first match was, I didn't, I never thought much of the first match until I got into the business. And then I was taught, no, you don't understand the, the, the two most important matches on the card are the first and the last. Yes. Seth Rollins said, if he's not in the main event, he wants to be in the first match. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, uh, that, cause that's the first, that's the first thing the crowd's going to see. So it needs to be something really good because that's going to be the crowd's first impression of what your show is going to be. So I would think, uh, Angel Omega and Fuego del Sol would be a very good match to put out there because there would be some high flying, uh, there was to be some uh, some chain wrestling. There'd be a little bit of everything, and that would give people an indication of what's coming later on. Oh, amazing! <laughs> About a comedy match. Uh, Kikitaru. Yes. <laughs> easily, hands down. And uh, I, there's a guy down here. Uh, I don't. You probably don't know him. He's down here in Texas. His name is Crazy Texas Red. No, not heard of him. And uh, he he does like a Eugene type character. Ah, okay. Uh, but he's up, oh, man. The crowd absolutely loves him. He's big. He wears overalls. He's the son of a former wrestler who's passed on, Rick Davidson. 
uh, but he man, he's bald and he wears these overalls and he comes out to Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> and man, when he comes out, the crowd is he hugs people. He does this big thing where he hugs people. So, I mean, I think him and Kikutaru would, uh, I don't know how the hell I would book it. That's, a, that's, a, that's another story. Uh, but uh, it would definitely be entertaining. That sounds fun. <laughs> About uh, a women's title match? Uh, Jessica James and uh, Ember Moon. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was so cool when she came back the other week at NXT. Yeah, she, yeah, I was so happy for her. I, 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 you know, I, I, I've known, I've known, uh, you know, I know her as Adrian. Uh, I've known her since she started, and uh, so I, I get, I get, I get really. Anytime she's on, I get really emotional because I know that kid, you know, and she used to work for me, and uh, so actually, here's here's a little trivia. I, I put together a promo tape for her to send into Tough Enough one year. Oh, wow. So think about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, But yeah, Jessica James, who's wrestled in Japan. Uh, she's wrestled all over the world. She's fantastic. And uh, Ember Moon, definitely. Yeah, because I'm, I'm so happy for Ember because last time I heard she'd retire, she, she had to retire and then... Because of the injury she got, she she, she healed okay. and mm. she healed and uh, she's, back in NXT, she's back and, in NXT. She's back in NXT. She looks badass. Kidding. It looks like she's put on some muscle as well. Yeah. She put off, so. Yeah. Well, she's been uh, she's been working out uh, down here at XCW at the uh, local wrestling school down here at XCW. So wow. she's been helping train. So she's been giving back. She's she's about giving back. So I got a lot of love for. Uh, I call her Athena because that's what I know her as. But I got a love. I, I I got a lot of love for Ember. I really do. Okay, uh, a hardcore extreme rules style match. Oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> you know, you know my dream match, my dream match, mm. my dream, and, and it's a guy I never got to work with because he had he 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 died in 1987. Uh, Frank Goodish, Bruiser Brody. Oh wow, yeah, Bruiser Brody and Necro Butcher. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <Be brutal. laughs> just uh just oh my god i just you know there's there's a handful of guys that i i never got to work with that i wish i would have him and terry gordy are at the top of the list yeah you know and i and i i know their families and uh you know so the, the, the those are the top two names at the top i wish i had an opportunity to just work with him one time let them be on the show i i probably would have been scared to death uh but uh but uh yeah man frank goodish and and dylan summers and uh, oh man wow we might have, you know that might have to be the main event because there might not be a ring or a building by the time we're done. <laughs> yeah. bruiser brody bruiser brody necro butcher would uh that's definitely uh that's definitely something i would i would i would re- i think people would pay money to uh, your tag team title match oh Oh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. I'm thinking, thinking of our tag team champions in the past. Uh, BB and J were a really good team. Jackson Stone and Bam Bam Malone. They were. They're actually still the tag team champions because you know no one's beating them. Yeah. Um, they're a good team. Um, I think they've kind of split off and done their own thing, but. Um, and, you know, I thought about having them come back and defend the belts at the last show. Yeah, I'm sure okay, a case size seat that says they've been champions for like two, 1,200 and something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. They've been champions for about three years now, and they haven't had to defend the belts once. They've, they've got an easier, <laughs> they got an easier schedule than Lesnar. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, BB&J and um, let me see. Um, um you know, I don't know how good of a match this would be, but um, I would love to see these guys. Uh, one of them's passed away. Uh, the Colossal Kongs from WCW, they work for me. Oh, wow. Uh, awesome Kong and uh, Crusher Kong from WCW. Uh, I think it would be very interesting to see how well uh, – and Awesome passed away a few years ago. But Crusher's still around. We still talk. And uh, we put them both in the Hall of Fame. And they were in WCW for a while. And they, I think they started in, a, I think they started in a global down mm. here in Dallas. But uh, they had some killer matches. They had some killer matches with the Ebony Experience, and your the Ebony Experience will later go on to be Harlem Heat. Yes. So they would work with the Kongs down here all the time. But anyway, the Kongs, 
these two big 450 pound guys, you know, um, um, they, uh, you know, and BB and J, these prima donnas, I think that would be an interesting match. Like I said, I don't know how, I don't know how well of a technical catch is catch can. I, I don't think you'd get too many. I don't think you, I don't think it would be considered like, like a four or five star classic. No, but I think it would be an interesting attraction. No, I, I think it would be an interesting attraction. Yeah, <laughs> interesting attraction is interesting attraction is the uh, is how I would describe that. <laughs> they got uh, an intergender match. Hey, I've wrestled Jazz twice. Wow! So if you put, if you put my if, if you if you put my foot to the fire, and if I need to do one, I would do me and Jazz because oh, anytime wow. I wrestled Jazz, all she did was all she did was kick my ass the whole time. So <laughs> and, and that I'll 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 do that any day of the week. So <laughs> so yeah, me just just put me and Jazz down. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, then you got your main events. Your championship oh man um you know i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with two local guys um i'm gonna go with mike fox and um uh i'm gonna go rodney 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 mack oh wow just because anytime anytime uh when mike fox was first starting rodney was really hot down here and rodney and mike would have these killer intense matches and uh, it, it doesn't matter that that was in 2000. If you put those two guys in the ring tomorrow, I guarantee you would get just the best performance. I know both of them personally. I have been with them both since day one. So I know the men behind the characters. They're very intense individuals. They're very competitive individuals. So, uh, yeah, Mike Fox, who we're putting in the Hall of Fame at the next induction ceremony because he deserves it. Rodney's already in the Hall of Fame because he deserves it. But, yeah, I would love to see Rodney and Mike Fox. And here's a trivia thing. Here's a funny thing. I have seen that match over a dozen times here in Texas. I have never promoted it. Oh, wow. So I would like to promote that match because I've never promoted it. I think I think Mike Fox is also holds your title for like 12, he's the IWE champion <laughs> yes 1200 something days on yeah yeah cage. yes 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 you're, you're you're on you're on cage match yeah cage match <laughs> is great i'm so i'm so grateful for cage match i'm so grateful but he, he he's retired mike retired so mm. the, the title's vacant it'll be decided uh it'll the last champion will be crowned at the last show oh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out a creative way how to i got a, I kind of got a got a couple of ideas uh but we're also thinking about bringing uh we're also thinking about doing something cool we're also thinking about bringing back the ihw championship oh and wow putting both of them on the line at the last show so somebody has the opportunity to walk out with the insane hardcore wrestling title and the iconic heroes of wrestling excellent title in the same night and, and, and two different matches two different champions we've never done that before it's always been, just been one belt but we're thinking about doing that as an attraction and uh you know hey it's the last show might as well go could, out with a an interesting a way could be you you could run like too many tournaments on the same day but one's more yeah one's more of a hardcore tournament yeah yeah to yeah and then the champions meet yeah yeah, that's true. Decider. That's true. That's true. That's a good. That's a good way of looking. We may do that. We that may do fun. that. Like, yeah, that could be fun. But, but yeah, I would like to. Like I said, Red Dog and Mike Fox would be my main event because I've never promoted it, and that's one of those matches. Like, I'd like to go back and like I, I never got. I never booked Daniel Bryan when he was available. I regret that. Like, there's a few regrets on my regret list that I would like to go back and. And one of them is not doing Red Dog and uh, Mike Fox when I had the opportunity. So amazing! <laughs> that's a really so, good, yeah. great card. I'd love to see that. That's my that's my fantasy card. That's my fantasy card. And I know you know not not a whole lot of people know who Mike Fox is, but for about fifteen years he carried this 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 territory. He was our guy. He was our top guy. He like anytime anybody like anytime AJ Styles came down here, he wrestled Mike Fox. <laughs> So, I mean, Mike Fox was the guy down here for a long, long time. He was the top guy. Looked good. He looked like a movie star, man. He looked like a movie star. He could cut a promo. I mean, just he – he and he was my guy when IHWE turned the corner and we wanted to be taken seriously. He was my guy. I made him champion, and we got to be really close buds, and and we're friends, and uh, I love him. I I can say unequivocally, I I freaking love that guy, uh, cause he do anything for me. 
and I do anything for him. And he's retired. He, he's got a bad neck because he wrestled for so long. Man, he started in – I was there for his first match. He started on Febu- in February 1999, and he went from 1999 through 2017 without hardly any break. And he did a lot of WWE dark matches. He went to OBW. He went to he was he was a, a featured actor Ring of Honor when Ring of Honor first started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean he was he's done the he's he's ran the the gauntlet across the United States. So you know he we we talked a few months ago and he was like man you know I'm I'm ready to be done with it. And I'm like well I'll put you in the Hall of Fame. Will you accept? He said yeah I'll accept. I said all right then and you're in the Hall of Fame you don't have to wrestle anymore. <laughs> Uh, if you want to beat somebody up, you can beat somebody up. You don't have to wrestle anymore. See, that's the beautiful part about being in the Hall of Fame. You can show up whenever you want. You can beat somebody up, but you don't have to wrestle anymore. It's like, <laughs> I really like that idea. I don't have to take any bumps. I said, no, you don't have to take any bumps at all. He said, I love it. I love it. Sign me up. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, Mike Fox and Red Dog would be my main event. But, yeah, that would be my fantasy card if, if, uh, if I had an opportunity to do it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Bruiser a... Brody and ne- Bruiser Brody and Necro Butcher probably uh, I'd probably still be the, the one everybody look forward to. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, it would it, it would still it would still it would still something. I I don't I don't even want to think about how much it would cost me. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not even talking about booking the talent. I'm talking about afterwards. <laughs> oh, by the way, this building's torn down. You got to rebuild it. Uh, <laughs> Necro Butcher wrestled Abdullah. Necro Butcher wrestled the first time Necro Butcher wrestled Abdullah was <clears throat> here. Was here, and I was at I was at the show because someone Dylan asked me. He said, "Will you please?" Because Abdullah was like his goal. If he could wrestle Abdullah. Abdullah, that was yeah. it for him. And he got to wrestle Abdullah. And oh my God, they tore apart the building, were called, it was called, the fire trucks were called. Everybody was fine, except they were tearing apart a building. <laughs> and then so afterwards, Necro, I had I get Necro's and Necro's like, Can you drive me to your place and clean me up? Because Necro is bleeding so much wow i'm like you want to go to the hospital he said no take me to your house so i get in his suv and i drive him to my house and i clean him up and i said how many times did you he said i i every time he touched me i cut myself wow and i was like oh my god so i it's i took about a good hour and i'm sitting there and i'm not a doctor i mean i'm not i'm just a dude uh, and I'm cleaning him up and, you know, trying to, so he can drive home. He's got to drive home to Colleen to his children. He's got to drive three hours home to his family. So I got him the best that I could. I bandaged him up and I said, dude, you need to go to a hospital. He said, I ain't going to a hospital. So, you know, but, uh, so yeah, I'm full of, I'm like, I said, I'm full of stories, man. So that's what's going to be in the book. Just all these stories, these of, uh, dealing with these personalities and, and stuff so uh you know tomorrow i know mike johnson's gonna want to talk to me about johnny valentine yeah and uh you know and that's fine i got a lot of, i got two i got i got about three years worth of johnny stories <laughs> so because I, I got to be around him for three years but uh yeah, yeah man um yeah. that's my fantasy card um i'm on uh i'm on twitter at hxc fuller h is in uh hilo x-ray charlie fuller uh, i'm on instagram vdftx um i IHWE is on Twitter at IHWE Wrestling. IHWE is on Instagram at IHWETX. And um, just said, stay on the lookout for IHWE uh, Con. And uh, we'll uh, we'll try to work something out where um, I come back on or we'll send somebody from IHWE over to you to do an interview when we get that posted so we can promote the actual data. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Tag us on any post and we'll retweet them. It's fine. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I try to, I, I try to do that with the when my, um, yeah. So just when you send out the download link, I'll retweet it out and I'll send it out in all my posts. And yeah, thank you again for having me. I greatly appreciate it. That's really fun. I'd like to say I'd love to have you on again in the future. 